Over 30 years of advice for your house, home, castle, or cabin. Y'all have things you want to get done. It's Rosie on the House. And welcome to our open home hour. It's open to you, the Arizona homeowner. Open to whatever you want to talk about your home, castle, or cabin. Virginia's on the line, and we'll get to her here momentarily. Join the conversation at one 767 4348 That's 1-888-ROSIE for you. Text questions can be sent to 411-923. Or you can email us at info at rosieonthehouse.com. Whatever projects or questions you have about your home, castle, or cabin, we are now entering our 35th year in broadcasting every Saturday morning uh, for Arizona homeowners. And it's a growing state. A couple articles published recently. Uh, through Arizona Big Media on the U-Haul Growth Index analysis that came out. It puts Surprise Arizona as number eight top city for growth in America. That's followed by number 18th the prior year and 25th the prior year. So three years in a row, Surprise has been in the top 25 growth cities in the state of Arizona, and this is based off of one-way U-Haul rentals into Surprise versus one-way rentals out of Surprise. Interesting. I have a Facebook post I follow call, uh, called um, Leaving California. It'd be interesting <laughs> to know where all those U-Hauls came from, but there are a lot of U-Hauls on the road between here and there coming yeah, I, this way. It's been a while since I've seen the number, but it was something like to rent a U-Haul out of California – was in the thousands of dollars. To rent one to go to California was in the hundreds of dollars. Yeah, like 80 bucks. No. So <laughs> I, I, my uh, kids weren't old enough to drive it. Oh, still aren't. Or just Tinley is. But uh, I, I thought, you know, for someone, young person, that could be, you know, you could probably get 500 bucks a pop with oh, the plane ticket cover to go drive trucks back to California. It'd be a nice be a, little business. A little bit, you know, be, get a little exploring while you're, you know, not tied down or don't have any, you know, mortgage commitments. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that uh, growth index also puts Arizona at number seven in the growth states uh, behind Texas, Florida, North and South Carolina, Virginia and Tennessee. And an interesting thing, a lot of things I can't explain or make sense, but something I can't make sense of is during the Christmas and New Year break, we had a run on our calendar. One of the things we do for Arizona homeowners, if you're new to the broadcast, is we publish an annual homeowner's handbook. And in it, we have our contractor referral directory. It's got all the tradesmen and service providers that we recommend. They all have to be in business locally five years before they can apply, licensed, bonded, insured. We have a third-party uh, company called the Guild Quality that does all of our customer surveys and reviews. So the a lot of these other quote-unquote referral sites, you can go read reviews, but the review company owns those, and uh, you know there's no verification. Through the guild quality, we can't control what people are being said, and they confirm and verify that this homeowner had work done by this contractor, and they're all still five-star. All, all the reviews, we're at uh, overall over 1,000 reviews for all of our partners uh, is at 98% satisfactory Mm -hmm. Uh, so you know we're very proud of the contractors we use their local guys so that's in there Uh, a lot of them uh, each month there's different uh, calls 
different uh, partner offers. So right now, if you go into January, I know it's Get Organized Month. So Bridget's, uh, they call it Go Month, Get Organized. Uh, so Get Organized with Bridges has a uh, a free brochure that if you call that she'll provide to you for uh, starting to declutter your home. But, you know, all year long, there's different special offers each month that our partners put together for Arizona homeowners. So if there's projects you are getting done this week, it'll help save you money. And then it also has a lineup of our weekly to-dos that we'll talk about be talking about what we're covering in the garden hour so it's a homeowner ha- annual homeowner handbook that's in calendar form with our contractor referral directory well during the christmas break we came back and we had over 500 orders which was very unusual to have a that big of a run that quick but on top of that and what we're still looking into is the requests we were getting requests from tennessee South Carolina, Illinois, Florida, New Hampshire, Maryland, Texas. So, so who shared it that, that you know, piqued interest, right? Did, yeah, was there a social media post that, you know, quote-unquote went viral and uh, people didn't realize it was an Arizona-based uh, resource? Or are these homeowners, you know, we've got snowbirds here, and a lot of people have a second homeowners that they're sending a calendar home, Mm-hmm. For the summer, so they can keep up. Uh, you know, not a lot of the, there will be. You know, I'd say at least sixty percent of the content, maintenance-wise, will still apply. But there's going to be a lot of different building materials and uh, you know things that aren't going to necessarily match up on on the maintenance side of things. But it was just very interesting. So we'll be looking Digging forward to that. see what yeah. what feedback we can solicit from these homeowners to uh, to do that. So if you would like to get it, we will. We're going to do our final, our another mailing. I think we've got less than a thousand left uh, for this year. Just email us at info at rosyonthehouse.com. Uh, or better yet, if you go to our website, click on the e store and in our and, and order it there because it's through Shopify and it verifies your address. Because uh, we do get people that will send us an info, you know, an, an email direct and not type something in or they're doing it on their phone and the autocorrect or, you know, whatever the case. So we do end up getting bounce backs from uh, the post office on invalid addresses. But uh, Shopify verifies them when you enter it, so you can't enter it wrong. So that's a, a little bit uh, more reliable way to do that. We've got a lot to cover today, uh, kicking off the new year, 2023, but it's the open home hour. Open to you, the Arizona homeowners. Let's get started with Virginia, who wants to talk about her driveway. Good morning, and welcome to the program. Good morning. Yes, ma'am. Well, I have a big old house in McCormick Ranch, and I have a big circular drive and I need to do something with it. It's cracked and ugly. And is there an alternative to chipping it up and putting I, – I really don't want more pavers. I do have pavers, you know, a walkway and around the front of the house. And I also have a patch of old saltillo that I need to do something with. Well, uh, sorry you said pavers because the first thing I thought was overlay it with pavers because you've already got the – a strong foundation of the concrete and that you could put pavers right on top and 
it, it would be a very long-lasting solution. But if that's not what we're looking for, I wouldn't do satil uh, on the driveway. Um, that's not a, a sturdy enough material for vehicle weight. Uh, but there is one of our partners. They're down by the airport uh, right off of the 40th Street exit on I-10. Uh, and then you just turn around on Raymond and they're on Ann Street. And it's uh, Cohill's Building Specialties, and you pull into their parking lot, and their parking lot itself is a showroom of all the different type of concrete overlays that uh, that they have. You know, every every parking spot's different, and every every ten feet uh, a different pattern hits. And then you go inside; they've got you know a lot more to see. So the amount of options that are available for concrete overlays are. In the hundreds, and Cohills has a great, uh, you know, real life working showroom that you can go see. That I know they are open on Saturdays till ten, um, but uh, during the week, you know, they're they're open uh, at least. And I think it's like seven to four. Let me give out that phone number so she can call them and find out. That's Cohills Building Specialties six zero two two six six zero four six two. Give them a call. They're great people. Let them know Rosie sent you. And I love concrete coating and, and overlays. When I built my home, uh, 100% of the finished product was concrete. The inside of the house was all acid stained with different patterns and a uh, process called flat tooing where we took brands that were registered to Arizona ranchers and burned them uh, at random all through the floor. Uh, we did some saw cuts to make it look like marble slabs in some of the areas. Then the patios themselves uh, were all stamped to, and colored to look like wood. So uh, you know you're, you're walking on what looks like wood, but it's you've got the durability and longevity of concrete. So you, you, again, the the amount of options you have, Virginia, uh, you'll just have to go see for yourself what some of the uh, styles you like, and then obviously from there determine our budget. But uh, you're in a Beautiful neighborhood. Uh, we've done a lot of work in that area. And anything else you need, just let us know. We're going to go to Steve at one 767 4348 That's one Rosie, for you. And he may not being atten- pay, be paying attention. So go ahead and put Steve back on hold. We'll, we'll give him another shot in a minute. Um, that is something that has changed. 30... Years ago, I remember people sitting on landlines, you know, on their couch waiting for 45 minutes, 45, sometimes. an yeah. hour, hour yeah. and a half. And the amount of time that was spent on a call, uh, you know, it, it, a lot's changed. And uh, most calls come in now are from cell phones. I think, Jamie, who, does anyone in this broadcast booth even have a landline at home? I don't. I no. do. <laughs> I don't. Rosie, you know. The dinosaur guy. <laughs> well, let me get rid of it. Still has a landline. And uh, and they're out driving. They're out. You know, Steve was obviously being very social there with his group. And an interesting thing we're doing later this afternoon that will um, could potentially be creating more of is just a little, uh, well, what do you even call it, a homeowner summit? One of our partners, uh, Clay Jansen of Focus Companies, they do a lot of homeowners insurance and you know, they've got a whole suite of legal services that uh, that they offer. But he was talking with his neighbor about going solar, and they both had a lot of questions. So uh, he reached out to one of our solar experts, Randy Cole at Fox Valley, 
like uh, Solar and said, you know, would you come and talk to us both at the same time? And it's turned into actually inviting everyone on the street. So we're going to a little solar summit and everyone's got their bills that they've already pulled in advance and uh, looking at, uh, you know, what's what's the cost value and return on our investment for going solar. And we'll be able to address the whole neighbor, the whole street. And yeah, we'll be covered. But we cover myths, and they're not there to sell. They're there to educate. Mm-hmm. So, and, you know, what to look for, what not to look for, what's true, what's not. So I'm actually looking really forward to it. I am too, and I could see this being part of something that, you know, if somebody wanted to organize a neighborhood that we could then put together the experts for that. Uh, not not only just solar, but you could do like, you know, the top three energy services for your home, an insulator, a window guy, um, and obviously Great solar. Great idea. You know, or – if it's in an older neighborhood where we've got uh, – we know we've got Orangeburg plumbing, you know, bring in our plumbers. But to replace that, you got to tear up the yard. So plumbers and landscapers together on what's it going to take to get, uh, you know, our, our drain systems back up to where they need to be in operating. So we'll see what it, what it comes to. We've never done anything like that before, but we're always willing to find new ways to help you, the Arizona homeowner. Sunday, Monday, happy days. All right, Steve, let's try this again. Welcome to the program. one 767 4348 That's 1-888-ROSIE for you, talking about a foundation. Good morning. Hey, good morning, Rosie. Long-time listener, first-time caller, but I'm confused about something. I have a back patio that's concrete and it's cracked, and I want to get that replaced. But I'm also thinking about maybe putting a room there. Someone said I need to do more than just put concrete down there. I need to put some kind of, call it a stem or something, around the the edge of it so I could build on top of it. Can you help me clarify what what that is and what I might need to do? Sure. So – and this applies to just about every single home in Arizona. If you stand back and you look at your home and you bring your eyes down to the foundation where the dirt – granite rock meets the concrete coming out that is your stem wall and underneath that stem wall is a larger footing of concrete and that adds the structural support you need for the weight of your walls windows and roof for the uh for your home on a patio the weight requirement is much less uh you know the a covered patio with a that's got no insulation you've just got a couple trusses couple sheets of plywood or uh, uh, T111 with uh, rolled asphalt on top of that. The weight requirement, you don't need near that type of uh, footer and foundation. So if you're going to a full room and depending on uh, the extent that you're going to do, you know, because there's a lot of screened in patios that we do that, you know, just add a, that don't require that. But it's not an air-conditioned space. If we're actually trying to make it an additional square foot to the home, pouring that, uh, you know, removing that concrete, putting in your proper foundation, and pouring the slab up to the same level. Because if you'll notice on that back patio as well, that concrete is about four inches below the top of the stem wall where you have to step up to 
uh, to go into your home. You know, so we've got to pour that up to the same level. A lot of appraisers and uh, will not, even if you do everything else right, if you don't bring it up to the same level of the home, they won't count that as square footage of the home. It might be an additional 300 square feet, uh, but they don't count that as, as living areas. So you're missing out on that that extra value that it could add to the home. So yes, I, you know, it, would it need to be a full stem wall? There's a lot of monolithic pours where it's all poured in one now that would probably be fine because, you know, we're, we're probably not talking uh, a, a huge addition onto the home that's going to require, you know, a, a, a huge working load, I'm, I'm assuming. Well, what we're looking at is 10 by 20 for a room. And yes, we do want to have it so that it can be insulated and air conditioned and stuff like that. So I think what you're saying is around the perimeter of that, there's a foundation and a stem wall that's different than the pour of the concrete for the floor itself. Is that what you're saying? Correct. Uh-huh. Does that, are there hardness numbers or anything like that that I would need to be aware of in talking to a concrete person or a, 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 a licensed contractor? Like, is it all the same hardness or is it different? So the hardness count in concrete is measured in PSIs, and a lot is poured 200 to 250. And we've always been a huge proponent of pouring it at 4,000 uh, PSI. I, I, did I say 400 at first? I meant 4,000. Most concrete's poured at 2,500. And I, I, it's – the, we were talking with Arizona Paint Company about how much little product you need to bring it up to a premium level. The amount of extra cement you need in a whole truckload of concrete to bring it up to 4,000 PSI, I mean, isn't even 50 pounds uh, going off of memory. I mean, the amount added to get that extra strength is not much. So when you're talking to a concrete contractor, I would be asking for a much higher, you know, a, a 4,000 PSI pour instead of a 2500 which is i think the minimum that the code allows and a lot of guys are going to fight that um just because that's not the way they do it it's extra you know they'll try and say it's going to cost you more but the amount that's added you know the, the, the cost value just is is in the fractions of pennies and then a lot of times people will hose off concrete uh during the drying phase we don't like that just cover it with tarps for a couple days and let it hydrate slowly that will be much better than hosing it off uh, drying it out hosing it off drying out just cover with a tarp leave it alone for a week hey welcome back to Rosie on the House Hey, I get to start this segment because today is Romy's birthday. Happy oh, birthday, geez. Romy. But it's a special day, too, because Rosie the Third, Remy, is in studio as well. And he is working away at the computer. And he is nine years old. And he is entering data on the website. I think that's so cool. Romy started working with Rosie by before he had all this technology, he would take a little sticky note from the call screener and take it to Rosie in the next room for the calls. So you've come a long way. No, yeah, it was. But this is deja vu. You had to me. reline up your your call load with sticky notes and <laughs> on a on a pin board versus a computer software. Yeah, so and special yeah. day. 
we have a new website that launched this summer, and when we migrated our podcast over, the date mapping did not go. So it looks like we did 10 years of broadcasting all on like August 4th of last year. <laughs> so he's going through and updating those. Well, when we started today, we were at line 13, and since the beginning of the broadcast, he's up to line 128 now. So he told me he's caught, he was working peace, peace work. <laughs> I was like, uh, yeah. oh, my gosh, you're smart. Yeah. <laughs> Giving him 50 cents an updated page. So he's, you know, he's, he's, he's worked Flying himself through. up to about 50 bucks so far. Awesome. <laughs> Thanks for your help, partner. Uh, you betcha. Let's get to Hector. See how we can help him on this Saturday morning. One triple eight seven six seven four three four eight. That's one triple eight. Rosie for you. Good morning, Hector. Yes, sir. How you doing? Um, I've been listening for years and been really proactive on um, doing stuff for my house because of you. So thank you for that. Um, one other thing is uh, a year ago I noticed because I was checking the attic um, just, just because uh, inspecting to see if there was anything odd or termites or rain damage or whatnot, whatever. But what I noticed is that one of the two-by-fours on the side of the house that faces um, the backyard were kind of like um, – they weren't mounted completely on. It kind of sticks out a little. And then a month ago, I noticed um, a crack here inside of our bedroom where the side of the wall is where that two-by-four is um, up pretty high towards the attic. Um it's there's a crack that looks like they had um, put some plaster over it, but it's cracked some more because it's cracked down even lower, and and it looks like the crack got bigger. Um, I don't know if, if if it happened while we lived here. We've lived here since um, I think 2014. But should I get someone that knows what they're looking at come out here to check that out? There is one of our partners, Arizona Foundation Solutions. So Arizona Foundation Solutions will know how to to look at that, Hector. I'm give Romy a chance here to <laughs> recover. But um, they'll be able to look at those cracks and see if it's significant, if it's a foundation issue or if it's just, um, you know, they'll, they'll tell you if, they, if you need their help or not. I can look that up for you real quick here, maybe. And they have a website, Foundation Repair with Rosie. Okay. <clears throat> Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Sorry, my mouth. Before then, no. Is this the. So, here they are. I've got Arizona Foundation Solutions. There you go, Romy. 602 842 0077. And if you'll hang on with us just a minute here, Hector Rosie, Romy will finish answering your question. Yeah, a little frog in the throat had to clear out there. Um, And you was this a corner? You know, it's it's. I mean, I'm definitely no pro at this, but I go in the attic, and it's 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 the roof section to where it's on the side of the house, uh, the wall that faces the backyard. That's our bedroom is right underneath. Um, it's a two by four that looks like it's either they didn't connect it correctly or it just popped off. It looks like, but you could tell it looks like the whole side kind of looks bent out a little. And so I was just assuming that's what caused the crack in our bedroom. But, again, I'm not sure. So if that foundation place can actually go up there and see everything I'm talking about, um, that's just what I was um, hoping. Absolutely. They, they'll they start at the foundation. And if it, and then what I was asking, is it the corner wall um, on the outside of the house? Is, is it near the corner of your of the home? Oh, no, no, no. It's, it's towards the middle of the home. It's it's in in the middle section of the home. Oh, 
if you haven't noticed any problems on either other, on either side of it, towards the the edge of the home, it's probably not that big of a deal. Because um, if uh, a big problem would probably span more uh, across the house, but we do see strange things like tree roots that can crawl underneath, and you can't tell from the outside, but you know it could be lifting up that one area, or maybe it was a you know the the last day. Of the frame or the the end of the day for that framing crew when they were doing that part of the roof and they didn't do uh, as good a job as they needed to to wrap that up. So you can, uh, uh, you you can talk to Arizona Foundation Solutions and they've got a procedure for, uh, you know, determining what the cause is and then. If there is something that is structurally wrong with the house that needs to get fixed, all of their repair orders get a structural engineer stamp uh, of approval before they'll go forward. Some some other guys will just try and say, oh, no, this is good enough and this is to code. Um, and that may be true, but it doesn't have an engineer approval on it. And that's you know one more step that you want to do to make sure you know, your home is in the structural integrity that it needs to be. Okay, beautiful. Thank you so much. Uh, I, I really relieved when I speak to you, so thank you. I appreciate all the help. We appreciate we, your calls. I even recognize your voice, Hector. Thanks for <laughs> thanks for joining us on Saturdays. We appreciate the call. Let's get to Aaron on an air conditioning question. One triple eight seven six seven four three four eight. That's one triple eight. Rosie, for you, if you'd like to join the conversation. Aaron, go good ahead, morning. Aaron. Good morning. Um, so we have a brand new build down in Maricopa. Um, we've been running the heater at 66 degrees when we go to bed. Uh, my fiance and I, she says it sounds like a jackhammer. Um, to me, it sounds more like when the unit shuts off, it's more like a doorstop spring um, being flicked, I guess. And you say it's a new build. How old is the home? Uh, less than a year. Yeah. Well, I because it's less than a year, um, I would go back to the builder because uh, you have two years on the home. If we could be what's what's the word benevolent dictators uh, for a, a day, <clears throat> we would increase that the year a home warranty should last tenfold. Uh, you know, two years on a, on a home is is ridiculous. But we can get powertrain warranties on cars we beat the heck out of for. 100,000 miles, but we're going to do two years on a, on a house. But anyway, different story for a different time. You can go back to the builder, let them know, because that you shouldn't hear that, especially on a brand-new home. Uh, air conditioning equipment uh, today, very highly engineered. Uh, it's quiet. Uh, you know, It seems like every time we turn around, you think you can't get any quieter. They get quieter. The variable speeds, um, the the smooth operation there is no reason you should be hearing anything from that air conditioning in less than a year so get the air can so get the builder out um that'll probably coordinate with whoever subcontracted to do the air conditioning work to get that looked at while you're still under warranty so if there is a problem with the install you can get this taken care of under your warranty do you happen to know what could cause it just out of curiosity. You know, the way you described that sound, um, no. <laughs> my my first thought when I saw your call come up 
Is, is, is it a heat pump? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. Yes. That that is what is going in most of homes in Arizona below the below the rim. On these damp, cold mornings that we've had, a heat pump. It's not like you know you're walking into a home that's heated with a gas furnace, where when the air kicks on, you can feel the heat. It's still warm air, but because it's lower than our body temperature, it feels like it's cold, blowing cold air. And it will create the heat pump to work a lot in the morning to keep up with, you know, the temperature that you're trying to keep the home at as the day warms up and the moisture evaporates, you know, it'll go back to normal operating procedure because they – I I think um, the the testing rates for heat pumps are like between 90 degrees and 40 degrees. You know, well, we're getting below 40 degrees right now. So that can do some strange things to it. So my thought was it had something to do with the cold desert mornings we've been facing right now. How long have you lived in the home? Uh, Since April of last year. Has it been happening that whole time or just these cold mornings? Just these cold mornings and by 9, 10 o'clock, the heat will kick on, but then the sound dissipates. Yeah. My guess is it's just one of the valves that allows the, you know, refrigerant to pass through that that is a, you know, the key component to cooling and and heating system. One of those check valves just isn't working. And when it's kicking on and off, you know, you're getting a lot of fluid coming through or it's closing and all that fluid's backing up, you know, kind of like a, what we get with air hammering and water. So it's it's probably something along those lines. And I'm sure there's Plenty of specialty air conditioning contractors, which I'm not, out there that are, like, pulling at their hair, uh, you know, that already know what this problem is. And we're waiting for uh, our partners to to update me on on what specifically that is. But I wouldn't imagine it's anything uh, super unique or or hard to find and troubleshoot and solve. Okay. But – if you'll do us a favor, call us back and let us know when it's done, and we'll add that to our database, and uh, Great we'll idea. find a way to, to describe that sound. It's One person says it's a jackhammer. The other one says it's the spring to a doorstop. I like that, the springy kind. <laughs> Good job describing. If we don't have pictures, we rely on sound, <laughs> so it helps us. Sometimes we even have people call in and flush a toilet or whatever they need to help <laughs> us to, to gather what the information we need. The last big sound uh, mystery we had that we played oh, on air, and it, it went about three weeks. It was tied into the water treatment self-cleaning uh, timer, which was set at like 3 o'clock at night or something, or 3 o'clock at night. And that morning. was a mystery. There was dozens of people looking for that. When we played the sound on air, had all kinds of guesses. Yeah, that was that was cool. Well, we solved it. One of the <clears throat> things we do in our open home hour each week is cover our weekly to-do, some maintenance item around your home, castle, or cabin that uh, you know <clears throat> that needs to be tackled. Taking care of one thing a week is a lot easier than trying to take care of ten things in one weekend. And you know, if we can keep up with those maintenance items, it keeps our home value better. It's, it's a better quality of life, and it's what you know, you know, the standard we try and set here for all Arizona. Home ownership. Well, this one's kind of different. And this, this one is very different. This is just clean I, your I guess, car. 
I guess you, you, you drive your car home. <laughs> well, for some people, their car is like a second home. Or get this, most people listening to us now are driving around in their car, right? So it's part of your home ownership, taking care of that car. But uh, we put together a really good article. Makes me want to go home and clean my car. Uh, Dave Mendoza from Sanderson Ford. Um, he's the detailer out there. He's a detail manager. And he had some great tips for us. If you if you go to the website and go on DIYs, just put in that hashtag, uh, clean your car. And they, he's, uh, they start their article with the don'ts. And Romy, wow. <laughs> I'm, I've blown it a lot of ways. Uh, don't use the wrong products. So, like, don't use dish soap. Oh, geez, I do that all the time. Don't use bath towels. And uh, don't use the same mitt to clean the tires that you clean that you clean the interior or the paint. And that uh, one should be a given. Yeah, I think. Well, <laughs> I, I think I knew that one. Uh, and uh, and then they don't. People don't remove the dust and the sap and bird drippings in a, in a timely manner. Those were kind of the big, big ones. But then he, they went through the article and uh, gave lots of good links and ideas on products to use and. Um, yeah, so I thought, I thought it was really interesting. On that sap drip one, <clears throat> that's something if you're new to Arizona, you'll notice in the summertime, people will park away from the front door of grocery stores or <clears throat> whatever the case may be. And you'll notice they're huddled around trees just to get any little bit of shade they can. But then you'll also notice <clears throat> um, the experience, the, the someone that really knows what they're doing aren't parking underneath the mesquite where you get a lot of the sap drop. And bird drop. Yeah. So be sure you get that off. I looked around and found a few more tips. The one thing I have. <clears throat> and that's good, but we oh, can do a lot of things here at Rosie on the did. House, but we Sorry. can't stop the clock. We'll be right back. All right. Continue. We're wrapping up our weekly to-do, which is cleaning your car, which would be a good time. You know, it rained recently. Well, they talk about being very therapeutic. I don't find that, but Rosie definitely does. He loves mm. putzing around with my car. And um, so just a couple of things kind of I think unique to Arizona is uh, don't wash it when it's real hot, you know, because it just every, the hot good. things are, evaporate too quickly and you can't get it. Well, it's a good well. way to crack your glass, too, if you've got any Probably dinks that. or yeah. <clears throat> imperfections in there. And don't air dry. <clears throat> and do use alcohol versus ammonia-based products. And then a new kind of a... Um, thing you have to think about is a lot of the cars, especially like the Teslas, have the computer screen really big in the car. Do not use glass cleaner. Use what you would use on your computer. Mm. Use a computer screen cleaner. So it's just a couple of things. And it does say don't go through the, <laughs> what do you call those, the automatics, um, like at the gas station where you go through and it's the brushes spin, it says that scratches your It's paint. called the car wash. <laughs> no, but the automated, automated <laughs> car wash. The automated car wash. Not the, the self-serve. Yeah, the, okay. yeah, thank you. Lots there of you words. <laughs> anyway, it does scratch it up, and I've done that ever since I own my cars, so I won't do that anymore. But have you noticed any scratch paint, though? Well, I, I wonder if it would look better if I hadn't done that. But I, I hired a guy this, this month who comes to your house, or wherever you are, comes to work and does it for you. He did an amazing job, and they can put like a ceramic coat on it, which keeps it looking nice. Mm. And uh, a lot of those car washes do use, uh, you know, recycle that water back down into the system. If you're doing laundry, at, or not laundry, a car wash at your home, you know, making, sh- you know, setting it so the water drains off into the lawn. That's or true. That's true. Somewhere that it can be repurposed uh, yeah. is not not a bad thing. Yeah. Hey, we had one question come in by text. You want to you give that one a shot? So 
if you're new to Arizona, we have a thing we call super cooling. And it's a way to cool our homes colder than you would normally set the temperature. Let's say you like your home at 74. Okay, well, when <clears throat> your energy is an off-peak, which means it's cheaper to buy, and depending on what utility company and the rate plan you're on, that will differ. But let's say from 7 o'clock at night to 3 o'clock the next afternoon, electricity is only $0.05 cents a kilowatt hour. So during that time, get your house down to 68 degrees. Well, it's really cheap to use electricity. Then an on-peak where it might jump to 18 or $0.25 cents a kilowatt hour, you turn your air conditioning off. And you can do that with a programmable thermostat or tell it don't kick on until it gets up to 80 degrees. <clears throat> so all that stored cooling in your home, you know, it's like the inside of an ice chest. It keeps the home cool and it doesn't use electricity when it's really expensive. And then when it's back to off-peak time again, the air conditioner kicks back on and brings the home back down to a cooler temperature. So the colder you bring the home, obviously, the longer it takes for it to heat up to whatever that high afternoon temperature is, if ever. Um, we had a homeowner asking, can I superheat? You can do that, but unless you're trying to keep the house over 80 degrees, it's just not worth it. Uh, you know, The time, the effort, and the, the small amount of savings you're going to get, unless you're just really really like, trying to keep it but you know i think for most of us if you know 72 is the ideal temperature everyone talks about um I, I i don't ask my home to go hotter than 72 in the no, winter time and, and it's such it's such a limited amount of times that we need that kind of heat you wouldn't even get a month's worth so i don't i don't think it would really pay off yeah i i agree Real quick on our staycation. Yeah, so this month you have to the 15th to enroll to win a trip to Colorado City. And uh, that's way up north in Arizona. And it is close to some amazing, amazing parks, including Zion. And um, it's so it on the Zion. Arizona yeah. Strip, which is the north side of the Grand Canyon, which is a very small populated area of Arizona, but a beautiful area. Vermilion Cliffs, Pipe Spring National Park, Colorado Pink Sand Dunes. I mean, it's just amazing, but you have to love being outside. You can go to rosieonthehouse.com slash staycation to enter, uh, and we pick a winner once a month. You get a uh, vehicle loaner for the weekend from Sanderson Ford and a gift card and accommodations to go travel the great state. Remy, how many entries you get done on the website it was, That's a big number. Let's try this. It was at 13 when you started, and you're at 144. What's 44 minus 13? Quick, we only have a few seconds here. <laughs> okay. Come on. Thanks for your help today, partner. Rosieonthehouse.com.